Luke 8, verse 40 through 56. Jesus heals a woman and Jairus' daughter. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had only for he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and though she had spent all of her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear. Only believe and she will be well. And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him, except Peter and John and James, and the father and the mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once. And he directed that something should be given to her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. faith. It's definitely something I'm sure we all have come across and struggle with. And some days are better than others. Meaning some days you're like, I have complete faith, complete hope in the word of God. I got this. And other days you're like, I don't know. IDK, IDK, IDK. So I started this podcast. And I was a bunch of IDKs and faith mixed together, (laughs) Um, but it was pressed on my heart so heavy and it has been for years. And so I said, why not? Because the worst that can happen is what? And even if the worst did happen, so what? And I thought to myself, why do I feel that way? Well, I guess that day was a good day. I had complete utter faith that God would show me the way of the direction he wanted this to go. Um, So here we are. And what we just read was Luke 8. Um, I don't believe it was all of chapter 8, but it was 8 verse 40 through 56. Um, Well, obviously it wasn't all of chapter 8. But um, (laughs) if you read from the beginning of chapter 8, there is a theme here. And it's faith. Um. I believe it starts with Jesus delivering demons out of women. 
um, I think Mary was with him um, and a couple other women that were providing for him um, along his journey. And then he also hears him uh, heals, sorry, a man uh, that was demon possessed, I think for like seven years or something like that. And he healed him. And what's interesting about it is that with the demon-possessed man, the demons knew who Jesus was immediately. They didn't have doubt that it wasn't Jesus, that it wasn't God. They knew. And they begged him to be sent into the pigs instead of going back to hell. And so that's what he did. And then as the parables continue and the stories continue, um, there is a woman with the issue of blood who's been bleeding for 12 years and she spent all she had on doctors and physicians to heal her and yet she was still not healed. Um, But then she hears about Jesus and all of his miracles that he's performed, driving demons out and, you know, the blind man that can see now. And she knew immediately, like, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. And I just, it just came to me. I was like, well, what, what should I talk about? And it's like, and I told you guys from the beginning that faith was something that, you know, it's kind of like, it's a slow chew. You got to chew on it and chew on it. It's a, it's a renewing of your mind. You can never, um, in my opinion, have enough, um, renewing on faith and not giving up and hope and believing in the word and applying it to your life. You can never have enough of that. That's a part of the process, part of your life journey. Um, in your relationship with Jesus. So, and it's going to be tested. Your faith is always going to be tested. And so I, I don't know, the woman with the issue of blood came to my mind and, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I need to talk about that because here was a woman who was desperate for healing. And she knew that if I just touched the hem of Jesus's garment, I will be healed immediately. And she didn't get to see any of those miracles with her own eyes. She heard about them. And she was so desperate for healing. She was so sick and tired of being sick and tired, literally, um, that she said, why not? I know he can heal me. He's healed all these people I've heard about. So surely he can heal me. And then shortly after her, the, well, really he was going there. Let's just say uh, he was going there because he was actually going to see a, a man about his daughter who was dying, his only daughter. And so when Jesus had healed the woman with the issue of blood, he was supposed to be making his way direct, you know, straight over there, you know, to heal his daughter. And she died didn't make it in time or did he (laughs) um so if you read the the chapter um it says that um you know they they told the man you know your daughter is dead you know don't bother the teacher anymore don't bother jesus anymore you know it's no point she died already and jesus said you know why do you have so little faith you know she's only sleeping and of course they thought "Mm, yeah sure and they laugh like, mm, right, she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Only there's no breath from her. So don't really see how that's sleeping. 
And so I'm pretty sure it went something like that. Very condescending and sarcastic. And, you know, well, the Bible said they laughed. But, I mean, these are actual people. So, um, yeah, they were like, this this is ridiculous. She's dead. It's over. You can't bring somebody back from the dead. And what does our God do? Jesus goes in there and tells her, arise, get up. And she immediately gets up. And so it's, I, I love it because you see examples of with the man who was demon possessed, the demons begged him to send him out. They, they saw Jesus first. They saw him, you know, and begged him to get rid and to let them go into the pigs instead of back to hell. And that's just straight up belief. I mean, faith, none of it was just belief, immediate belief. And then you see a woman who heard about Jesus, right? Heard about him. The demons knew about him. Now she heard about him. And she was so desperate and at her end that she said, I know he can heal me. And immediately she was healed because of her faith. She didn't see any of the see any of the miracles. For all anybody knows, they could have been false, exaggerated, whatever. But she knew because of what she heard, and maybe you know she did um, can't recall, but did see some of those miracles um, after you know met up with the guy who was blind, met up with all these people who were healed. But she did her research. <laughs> she heard about it. She, stud- she probably was studying him, stalking him low-key. You know, let's keep it real. And, you know, and was desperate at her ends. And immediately she was healed. And then you have the daughter who dies. And aside from the parents, I mean, you have the people there that are like she's dead yeah right zero belief and without asking first well besides you know why do you have little faith but without like getting an answer without like you know getting a you know what you're right jesus i'm gonna believe you he still healed her immediately and so there's a theme here of jesus immediately healing with and without faith applied and so it's kind of like hmm (laughs) when you read that like you know you're stressing about your bills you're stressing about your relationship you're stressing about your parents you're stressing about school you're stressing about career choices you're stressing about you're stressing right and everything in the word literally comes from God we know that right and here's God speaking to us daily and, and giving us commandments, giving us this, this, not just a Bible, but a way of life on how to live life. Telling you, there's no need to figure it out. It's all right here in my word. I'm telling you. There's no confusion because I'm telling you. But we struggle with it. Why is that? You have a woman who, you know... As far as, you know, my recollection of reading the word, you know, that passage and all that I know about the story, she never met Jesus prior. 
For years, she was going on doing everything that she could, right? Spending all this money. And I mean, that correlates, right? That correlates with our life. We spend, some of us, we spend all this time trying to figure things out on our own, you know, because whatever, that's what the flesh wants. That's what culture says, whatever. Self-help books, telling our friends, nagging about it, yoga, running it out, eating it out, you know, some, you know, basically sometimes doing harm to our body, trying to figure it out to numb it to, and then wake up, try to figure, you know, we go in this cycle, you know, of trying to fix ourselves. And then there's the word and the word just is, and the word is life and the word is light and the word is the truth. And it's the living word. It's the living word. Why? Because everything that happened in the word has just done that. It happened. And yet we can't seem to grasp it and hold on to it long enough to, to see the, the, the miracles. And it's, it's like this speaker said that came to our church one time. And it was like, God, she was like, God is waiting on us to, you know, basically have childlike faith. Remember when you were a kid and you can imagine all kinds of things? You had so much creativity in you. Your brain was open. Your mind, your body, your soul was open. And you trusted so well when you were a kid. Trusted whatever you were told, you believed. Gullible, they would call it. And that's what I believe God is looking for. He's looking for you not to just be gullible or whatever, but... I use that as an example, but God is looking for us to just believe, to be open so that he can go to work. And I know sometimes, you know, some people may be thinking, but why do I have to believe if he's just going to do it anyway or do it? Why can't he just do it anyway? (laughs) And it's just like anything else. It's like if your parents did everything for you. You wouldn't know how to do anything, and you wouldn't be happy. A lot is in our nature. A lot is in our fleshly nature, and one of them is free will and doing things how we want to do them. So God needs your free will and your faith to to do go to work. That's the key ingredient he needs. Because how much more would an impact be if you everything was done for you without you applying anything to it? No emotion, no belief, no thinking about it. Just given to you. I mean, really think about that. I don't even know what that would be like, but I would assume it would be bad. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. I assume it would be very bad. Um, much like spoiled children, you just give everything to them. And then, you know, you decide to cut it off or you just like whatever. Or they decide to leave or whatever. And they're just like chickens with their head cut off. Don't know what to do. Don't know how to put... Don't know how to do laundry. Don't know how to crack an egg. Like it's it's just like completely helpless. And I think God wants us to be dependent on Him, independent in our choice, but dependent on Him with that choice and that after effect of that choice to follow Him, to love Him, to learn about Him, to keep the commandments. And so to go back on track, we have this woman with the issue of blood who's been bleeding. And I like that story for several reasons, but one of them is like, man, it, it's, it so parallels with 
how life can go, where you can have something happen to you and again and again and again. And you just go through these years of just struggle and battle until you're so desperate to do and try anything else other than what you've been doing because everything that you've done, you're at that point where you're like, none of it is working. And you're desperate. So desperate, you're open again. You're open to belief. You're open to that big imagination again. That big, you're open. It's no longer just black and white. You're open to anything to help you out of that situation. And it's a, I guess it can be a beautiful thing, of course, because God always turns our disasters into masterpieces. But it's like, why do we have to wait till we get so desperate? And here God is saying, here I am. Believe in me. Follow me. Why not? You've tried every last thing on your own. Has it worked? Did it fix it? Did it heal it? Did it fill that void? Have you stopped doing what you said you were going to stop doing? And it's like, when are you going to give up on yourself and give in to him? And... As I read my word, I I just constantly can't help but to feel this overwhelming love and just this sensation and just this knowing like God just wants to take care of you. Honestly, he does. Because he constantly tells you, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about what you're going to wear or how you're going to eat, how you're going to make ends meet. And don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. You know, I wouldn't die on a cross only to leave you, literally, and, and emotionally, I've gone to heaven to prepare a place for you. I mean, there can be a lot of questions for anybody listening who's new to the Bible or to God or anything. But I just want to encourage you um, and let you know that you're not alone in thinking or doubting you know, God, is he real? Is it going to work? But I just want to pose this question. Has what you've been doing working for you? Has it really fixed everything? Has it made you happy? Has it brought you, you know, the closure you thought it was going to bring? The peace? The feel good? Is it good for you? Is it helping you? Is it building you up or is it tearing you down slowly? Or are those searching for who they are, what they're meant to do in this life? Have the self-help books worked? Have the quizzes you took about what career path you should take, has that helped? How about helping yourself? Has that helped? Has that gotten you to where you wanted to be? Now I know some people can get through life completely without knowing God and be successful and blah, blah, blah. Are they happy? Real happy. Or are they the kind of happy that as soon as any of those things in their life, any of those elements, money, clothes, house, wife, kids, a dog, whatever, if any of those things were to perish, if any of those things were to leave, how would that leave them? Not so good, right? So then I would pose that question again. Are you really happy? Because true joy in Jesus Christ means that no matter what you lose around you, you will always have that peace and joy.
it's definitely a spiritual, you know, connection and, and spiritual, I don't know what to call it, awakening, I don't know. Um, but having a relationship with God, having a relationship with Jesus, it changes everything. It definitely has changed everything for me. Um, and I asked that question about if you lost everything, how would you feel? Are you really happy? Are you still have joy? Do you still have your peace? Because I've gotten to see both of my reactions with scenarios like that in my life. I've gotten to see what I'm like when I'm out of my word, don't have any, you know, real relationship with Jesus and had things just go totally wrong and how I react very, very poorly and negatively and just downhill, downward spiral. And I've seen it to where I am in a good place with God. We speak every day. I have a relationship with him. You know, there's dialogue and I'm applying it and like, you know, really chewing on the word and like, and something wrong happens and it doesn't even phase me. It doesn't even really phase me emotionally. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't have, you know, enough money to do this or do that or, but God, he's gotten me. He's gotten me. He has me. He got my back. He's never going to leave me, nor forsake me. And for all things work for your good, for those who follow Christ. I mean, all these things, literally, that I just said, they're in the word. But it takes faith. It takes you stepping out from trying all the other doctors, right? That's all it really is. You know, venting to your friend, doctor. Drinking, doctor. Smoking weed, doctor. Smoking cigarettes, doctor. Any drugs, doctor. You've tried and spent your money and your time and your analyzing and your thoughts on all these other doctors. Why not give God a try? Why not give Jesus a try? Why? And it's free.com. <laughs> okay? Free.com. It only costs you your time and your belief. So I'm just going to close this here and leave this there. And leave this right here on the table for you. <laughs> you pick that up, you eat it, you marinate it, you chew on it. Sorry, chew on it, marinate it. And give it some thought and then give it some action after that. And uh, you know where to find me. <laughs> No, but email me at A-J-A-H-A-N-A-H-A-L-L-26 at Gmail. You can email me. Um, I think you can leave me a message on here. I've had a friend leave a message to me, and I loved it. Very beautiful. I told myself I was going to share it, and I really think I might at the end of this. But um, leave me your message so I can give you a shout-out. Um, let's talk got any questions comments um i'm here this is definitely a space to communicate and have a community i hope soon at some point um or you can just be listeners either way i appreciate your time and um i'm gonna go ahead and close this out on prayer and if you haven't read the 
Luke chapter 8 um, or the woman with the issue of blood or any of the parables that I've mentioned or stories that I've mentioned, I do encourage you to do so and read on your own and really see how it will come to life to you and allow God to speak to you directly about any of those stories that you read about how you can apply it to your life. But um, like I said, for me, it definitely was a theme of faith in those stories. And like I said, activated faith and unactivated faith and unsure faith-ish or whatever. And God still um, was God. He'll never change. And um, he'll heal you if you want to be healed. Just say the word. Just say the word and have the faith. And it is easier said than done for a lot of us. So, you know, we're definitely not done with this topic of faith yet. But, um, yeah, let me just go ahead and pray out. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, for always using me as a vessel to speak to your children of Christ. Speak to them and encourage them and give them hope. And I pray that I've done just that for somebody, even if it's just one. Um, but I thank you, Lord. We love you and we thank you, Father, for all the things that we have and all the things that we don't have. Because you know our every need, Jesus, and you meet that every need. And you said, for those who seek the kingdom of heaven, all these things will be added to you. And so we seek you, Lord, faithfully and wholeheartedly, and we step out of that boat and we have faith. And I just pray, Lord God, that for any of those who struggle with faith and struggle to keep it and struggle with a consistency, struggle with even just having alone time with you and fitting that into their schedule, and that's definitely put quotation marks around it. <laughs> um, I just pray for them, Lord God, and I pray that they are able to make time for you, God, and able to invest their time um, in reading your word and prayer and to just you know, chill <laughs> and watch you do your work and watch you do you, watch you move in their life. So I pray that everyone that listens, Lord God, is touched in some way, Lord God, and that you speak to them in some way. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be back for more. Sorry for the very much hiatus. <laughs> life can get hectic. And um, I did tell you guys in the beginning, I can be a bit of a procrastinator. So I'm back and hopefully the flow will continue. God bless and have faith.